On Texas football, it's time for a special edition of the Longhorn live stream. This one's going to be brought to you by Adam Lowy and the Lowy Law Firm. Jerry, I got to tell you, man, uh, big news out of College Station this morning. Billy Lucci at Texags reporting that Jimbo Fisher has been fired. Uh, a decision made on Thursday uh, at a Board of Regents meeting by uh, Texas A&M. Uh, this obviously has impact across college football landscape, but particularly at the University of Texas, where the Longhorns are recruiting some of those uh, recruits uh, at this point in time. Uh, we, uh, we are going to follow that, going to talk a little bit about that uh, today. So if you have questions, uh, please let us know. Uh, Jerry, uh, he's fleeced A&M for around $100 million. Uh, that buys a heck of a beach house, man. You know, I'm, Pete Thamel of ESPN is saying that they expect to honor his uh, commitment in full. Uh, so that's another $76 million. Uh, Jimbo Fisher is going to be uh, riding out and being retired and being paid handsomely to do so. Uh, it just reaffirms the fact that that place was a hot mess for the last year and a half, two years, and Jimbo Fisher was not the guy to get it done. The Aggies deciding to cut bait uh, with the uh, former Florida State head coach. I want to read you a, 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 quote, a text I got from a college coach just shows you how that texas a&m and texas have so five o's much money that is the reality of this right now because you're talking about the head coach and the assistants you're talking about 90 million dollars and then you're gonna have to go hire a new staff and you're gonna have to hire all those assistants the three-year contracts so you're talking about 150 million dollars that's i gotta say this can you imagine being a plaintiff for the uh, players right now in NIL and them saying, oh, we can't afford to play the players, but you can pay a $90 million buyout? Yeah. Just saying. I mean, that some things don't don't necessarily work that way. Uh, this is a special edition. Jerry and I uh, met uh, this morning and did the uh, rapid reaction show. Uh, we've got grading the horns coming later today, but we wanted to talk a little uh, Texas football as well. Jerry, you reached out to one coach in particular uh, a young uh, coach at uh, Jasper High School, Ty Anthony Smith's head coach, the linebacker that Texas is very interested in. Um, but he's stayed loyal at this point to Texas A&M. What are you hearing from uh, Jasper this morning after the news of Jimbo being fired got, got released? Yeah, I think this all happened so fast uh, this morning that, you know, kids are either at church or with families or whatnot on Sunday morning. Uh, so there hasn't been a lot of instant reaction to this from kids at this point yet. Um, so I, I think that's the main thing uh, uh, to know for uh, Texas fans moving forward. I mean, I know Texas fans will say, who's going to flip to Texas? It just doesn't work that way. I mean, if a kid's locked into a school, the kids that were already wavering from AM, they bounced immediately, right? Um, the kids that have stayed stronger with those commitments, they're more likely – to at least give AM a little time to see who they're going to hire and if it fits them. I mean, that doesn't mean Texas won't go recruit Ty Anthony Smith hard, but I can tell you this, um, as of 10 a.m. this morning, um, Ty Anthony Smith, Dominic McKinley, those kids haven't set, called Texas and said, hey, I'm, I want to come here now. That has, That's not the way this works. Um, but it, what it does give is it gives Texas some time to, uh, to more than hang around the rim now, really make – a strong move on two or three guys 
um, that they might have interest in. But it's not just happening this quick. I mean, we're two hours into this process right now. Yeah, I mean, got to think about Dominic McKinley, uh, the other one, Jerry, that, that's uh, worth thinking about out of Lafayette, Louisiana. He went came down to Texas and Texas A&M along with Oklahoma. Uh, any other players out there that you think uh, Texas might try to poach uh, from Aggieland, as Papa D O T says? Well, I think the other thing is the portal, Bobby. I mean, who jumps in the portal from Texas A&M? I think that's actually going to be the bigger news in recruiting than the high school recruiting uh, for me is who is jumping in the portal and who might Texas have interest in at that point. So it's more than just a high school recruiting. Um, it, it, it is the entire enchilada, as we as we say. Uh, but I, that's kind of my take on it, Bobby. Um, we lost Bobby, I think, there. But uh, so I, here's 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 what I'll say. Okay, we're back. Okay. What were you going to say, Jerry? Uh, I just I think the portal too. I think the guys at Texas A&M who might jump in. Look, I I think that's as big as the high school recruiting for Texas. I, I, if you're a Texas staff or you're an OU staff right now, you're not necessarily banging on the 2024 high school commits. You're sitting there looking at their roster in house, saying who would we have interest in. That, I mean, that to, don't you agree with that, Bobby? That's number one. Yeah, I, I think it's huge because uh, when you make a coaching change, kids can enter their name in the portal early. Uh, they can't transfer effectively, but they no. can put their name and be known earlier uh, than otherwise. That's one of the things that they did to uh, that the NCAA did to um, mitigate teams firing coaches midseason. The Aggies said to hell with it. That's uh, one thing I want to add, Elijah Robinson, uh, the defensive line coach and probably A&M's most, you know, revered recruiter is the interim head coach. Uh, and that's probably where A&M has spent the most in NIL dollars over the last two years as well. Uh, and, you know, they don't want to lose any of those big guys up front. Uh, and that's probably why they've got Elijah Ro no, Robinson uh, as, as a uh, head coach there. Hey, and Jerry. Bobby what, Bobby, what it also tells you is you know one guy that the AM uh, alums, the uh, Regents, whatever you want to say, will want to this new coach to take a hard look at retaining. They think he's very important to this program. Clearly. Jerry, we've seen, we've heard a couple, uh, three names in particular. I mean, some people are spitballing Chris Kleiman, Cliff Kingsbury. There's really been three major names we've heard to this point. Yeah, uh, go through the three, the list of three that we've heard. Uh, Kalen DeBoer, Washington head coach, Dan Lanning, Oregon head coach, Jeff Trailer, UTSA head coach. And those are the three names um, uh, that I've heard the most this morning and in the last week, actually. Um, but uh, I, uh, you know, we've we've talked a bit about is is DeBoer's next stop in the NFL. Uh, he he is he fits the NFL mold, Bobby. Dan Lanning, Jeff Trailer fit college football, especially the modern day of college football. Um, and I, I'll go on record now. I think Jeff Trailer would be a tremendous hire for Texas A&M. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, knows, knows the state of Texas, knows that area, the, the region of the state as well, uh, would probably hire very well. Yes. Probably try to bring Will Stein back from Oregon as his oh, offensive right. coordinator. A lot of ties, may, keep, may even keep DJ Durkin, who's – Got the Aggie defense playing well overall uh, right now. Uh, but uh, I don't think a couple of people are asking, uh, Zane Petty's asking about Lane Kiffin. Uh, I think he's he's too, uh, he may be too witty for Aggies in some ways. 
yeah. if that makes sense to you. He's, he likes to put a spur in people's uh, foot, you know? I don't, yeah. I don't think that he'd work there. No, I don't. I, I mean, I don't either on the surface. I, I really look, I really think um, you can keep banging your head on the wall until you bleed out or you can make an outside the box hire at the right time. Um, and, and the reality is uh, if Texas wasn't nine and one and trending in the right direction right now, I'm not sure this fire's made today by the way, well, number one. And number two, what, what do you do to best combat that Texas ascending headed to the SEC, Oklahoma headed to the SEC. You can't exclusively recruit in Texas, but the Texas high school coaching community will get behind your program if Jeff Trailer's the head coach. That is something that AM is considering strongly from what I hear. Well, that, it makes sense that they would. I mean, ultimately, my question for Jeff Trailer is, can you win a national championship just with kids in Dallas, Houston, East Texas? Yeah, and, and you're not going to get all of those guys anymore with NIL. Well, I, we got to remember this about because that, that, it'll be fascinating to talk about if Trailer ends up being their hire. Um, look, I, I, like obviously people know I've I've known Jeff for years covering Gilmer High School when they had all the players right when he was winning three state titles there. But he had he had Irv Smith going to Texas. He's more than just a Texas recruiter. He had Irv Smith going to Texas until Nick Saban came in and offered late. And you aren't beating Nick Saban late. Uh, at Texas under Charlie Strong at that time. So he's recruited outside of Texas uh, while, at, while at Texas, while at Arkansas for that short stint. So, look, I, I think he's a guy that would resonate. But the key is, it, I, I don't care if, you, if you're a fan of the guy who's hired or not, if you know him or not, do, do you know who to hire? If you know who to hire to maximize your opportunity, you have a great chance to have success. Yep. All right. I agree with you, Jerry. I want to say thanks to our sponsor, Adam Lowy, the Lowy Law Firm. If you've been injured in a car wreck or in an or on the job, give Adam and his group a call or visit them at LowyLawFirm.com. That's LowyLawFirm.com. Uh, Adam and his group uh, will get right to you and give you a free consultation. Call them at 512-280-0800. Let's get back to some questions and talk a little bit more about the latest news, Texas A&M, uh, after defeating Mississippi State on Sunday morning, uh, saying they have fired. They haven't made the official announcement, but multiple reports are now out. Elijah Robinson uh, expected to become the interim head coach. Jimbo's Fisher, Jimbo Fisher's uh, tenure in uh, Aggieland ends ignominiously, uh, at, to say the least. Uh, really, a, a, other than a spirited 10-1 season, during the pandemic, he just never got it going, despite having all the talent in the world uh, in Aggieland. Uh, Jerry, I mean, I, I know it's early, but are there is there anybody over at AM that Texas in particular want? I mean, a lot of defensive linemen, probably defensive backs. Evan Stewart hasn't played in a while. He looks like he may be headed to the transfer portal. What 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 are you hearing? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the interesting thing. I mean, the, the names for Texas fans, it'll be obvious the name Texas fans are going to ask about. Evan Stewart, Bryce Anderson, and the D-line, right? That's who they're going to ask about. Um, maybe Jacoby Matthews. Texas is in on Jacoby Matthews. Texas needs a safety help, right? I think Bryce Anderson's the first name, but Jacoby Matthews is there as well. Terry Joseph had a, a Texas really in on Jacoby Matthews. But would Matthews go back home to LSU? They need help in the secondary, too. I mean, so those are the names I think you're going to hear most. I don't think offensive line. 
Um, I don't I don't think the tight end position. I just don't think those are names are going to hear. I think it's going to be centered around Evan Stewart will be the number one name out of Texas fans' mouths because he's just he's he was once committed to Texas. The way that recruitment went, um, boy, isn't it going to be fun to have the rivalry back? By the way. Um, but then you're gonna you're gonna hear more about the safeties in the defensive line. It, people ask about Shamar Turner out of DeSoto. He's expected to go pro um, this year. But then there'll be that's that's really where you're gonna have the uh, questions and people asking. Those are going to be the players. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you're just joining, hey, us- by the way, I've got some news. Okay. Um, the players have the AM players have been told the defensive staff have called their players and told them that Jimbo Fisher is no longer the head coach at Texas A&M. So the A&M players have been told. Well, there you go. Uh, it sounds like that's about as official as you're going to get uh, at this point. Uh, uh, hey, here's a question, guys. Mark Futrell, why would Washington or Oregon coaches want to leave their programs? Let me explain to you. A&M has more money and puts more money into athletics uh, than either of those two programs. Even yeah. Phil Knight. Uh, can't carry Oregon alone at the level that A&M does right now. Uh, so that's that's one of the reasons, uh, just to be brutally honest. Uh, also, it's a much more, uh, I, I guess the best way to put it is, you don't have to go as far for the talent, and so the talent more likely stays closer to home. Uh, that's That's the whole idea behind that, Mark. And one of the reasons why, I mean, Oregon can't keep a head coach right now. Yeah. Mario Cristobal just took the Miami job. Chip Kelly left for the Eagles. Uh, if they get a good coach, they am almost they leave within two or three years uh, of having a good season, and that is why uh, Washington hasn't had as good a run now. But Kalen DeBoer has turned I, that thing completely around. I think you're gonna hit, we're gonna start hearing another name, and it's gonna be Mike Elko. Um, I, I think there may be a little push with that as well. Um, to bring uh, possibly Elko back. I mean, so that's going to be a name I expect to hear as well, uh, based on some information um, that I received a couple few minutes ago. All right, interesting. That makes sense. I mean, he makes sense, but boy, I tell you what, uh, he hasn't won at the same level the other guys have. No. And you know, A and M just destroyed a defensive coordinator uh, about last night. Yeah. Uh, in. in this is this is totally. And, and, and by the way, so hey, who, who fires the coach the day after you beat somebody like fifty-two to ten? Hey now, <laughs> hey, hey. By the way, Mac Brown just destroyed the D coordinator last night too, Mike Elko. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. But, I mean, it was a 47-45 double overtime win for North Carolina over Duke. Duke's not supposed to compete with North Carolina much, much less be in double overtime with them. Uh, but the, they are doing that. Um, hey, Jerry, this is a good one because. Look, what else do we think is going on with coaching carousel that might impact Texas? And it's getting to be that time of the year. Baylor got yes. de-pantsed again. Houston yes. lost to, I mean, Cincinnati just won its first uh, ever oh. Big 12 game against Houston, 25, 24-14. I think, what is Houston now? Four and six on the season? Yeah. yeah. I mean, my, Dana Holgerson's not surviving this. No, that job's going to open. And then what happens at Michigan? Yeah. And Michigan State's already open. Does Lincoln Riley take a job? That's right. And DeBoer, we know, is getting talked to by some pro pro thing, pro thing teams, we believe, as well. The Washington head coach. It's going to be a busy, busy time. It, it looked like it was going to be quiet, but it never is truly quiet. No, this is the first, this is the first domino. 
yeah. uh, in my opinion. What, what are we thinking about Billy Napier, by the way? I well, I mean, look, uh, they they gave. I mean, what if Jalen Daniels had a LSU record last night? I mean, he passed he for more 600 yards. yards. He may have won the Heisman last night. By he the passed way. for more yards than Joe Burrow in the game. I mean, uh, and Florida lost to Arkansas, got demolished by Auburn yesterday. They have at Missouri, who killed Tennessee yesterday, and Florida State at home, who's now Florida State's squeaking by. They're playing a little bit like Texas. That's right. But they're still going to be heavy favorites against a Florida team who can't stop anybody right now. Um, I, I but just think like, to me. In the 24, 2024 schedule for Billy Napier is going to be the hardest schedule in America. He's got FSU, Miami, and UCF non-league. Non-league, then he has the SEC, which includes now a trip to Texas. He's got 11 Power 5 games next year, and he's after going 6-7 six and seven, and either 5-7 and seven or 6-6, six and six, probably 5-7. Hey, and seven. hey, Matt, I want to say something to our producer real quick. Will you bring up the A&M commitments, please, and have those on go? And I'm going to go to them in a second, but at first I want to get to this super chat. Uh, Bobby Miles, I huh. remember when I said over or under – of nine games for Jimbo getting fired in a super chat at the beginning of the season. Uh, that's a, yeah. you know, Bobby, look, we all knew that this would be a tenuous situation for Jimbo. We didn't all know that A&M was ready to write a $76 million check. Just, just to give you uh, a sense of what that means. Texas didn't pay that to get into the sec. Yeah. That's how much money that is. And that's without the assistance. Yes. So it could be 90 million to Jerry's point. So be, be aware. By, of that. by the way, the buyouts are interesting. Dan Lanning, $20 million buyout. Obviously, Elko, Jeff Trailer, much less buyout uh, on their contract. So, I mean, when you've already spent 90, does a fifth, six million versus 20 million buyout matter? Probably not. Maybe it does, though. Maybe. I mean, I, I maybe I, I will see. Let's see if Baylor and AM get a bidding war over Jeff Trailer, perhaps, too. Uh, Jeff Trailer make Major Alexander says Jeff Trailer makes financial sense and recruiting sense. I agree with you on both of those, but I think AM, just knowing them, they're looking for teams. And Jerry and I talk about this all the time. Schools very often don't do what you think they should do or what looks like it makes too much sense because somebody somewhere that has a say has a different idea than what most people would have the other thing bobby here's the other thing what is what is the one thing you can almost 100 count on in college football fire offensive coach hire defensive coach fire defensive coach hire offensive coach fire bad culture guy hire good culture guy it's the opposite game of coaching hires of all time in college football mike elko defensive head coach was the d coordinator at a&m Went nine and four at Duke. Went six six and four this year. He's winning at a place he's not supposed to win. After your offensive coach is losing at a place he was supposed to win. Mike Elko does make some sense if you look at the history of college football hires. Um, wow, that's crazy. Hey, a uh, couple other things I want to say. People are asking why not Urban Meyer. Not a horrible, not a I horrible mean, idea. Because can you imagine Urban Meyer in the day of day and age of NIL, unlimited NIL. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. 
Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. I mean, I mean, again, that one goes to, and I'm not saying Urban's a bad culture guy necessarily. Florida fans might say he is, and he won him two national titles, but are you going to go to a guy that's had similar culture issues, multiple stops, including the NFL, right after after you're firing a guy and paying him $76 million for the same issues? Now, he's not hasn't won like Urban has, but... Maybe only Nick Dabo and Kirby Smart have. Hey, let's talk about this because really one of the reasons we're on here is not necessarily just talk about college football in general and all this big move with starting with Texas A&M over in College Station. But Ryan Nelson's kind of got it right here. Yeah. Texas wins, Florida loss, Texas A&M coaching change, the instability over the next two to three recruiting cycles could be the difference in winning a natty or not. I, I don't know if that is all it's going to take. It's going to take great quarterback play, increased recruiting on the defensive side of the football because right now Texas does not have the secondary to compete at a national level, in my opinion. Um, You know, what are your thoughts, Jerry, on it right now? I think the, uh, I I think the instability in Florida is at at Florida is interesting, but Florida state's ascending right now. I mean, they're, they just flipped another uh, uh, um, Auburn flipped the Florida commitment, but Florida state, is doing very well in recruiting as they should be at 10 and 0. Um, while Florida's not stable, Miami, are they stable? Not after Mario didn't take a knee um, in that game. So they're not stable right now. But to Ryan's point, kids will, like Texas, kids will leave the state of Florida. Um, so if you're Texas and you're, and you go in and you're really competing with, Florida State, who's doing extremely well, but instability at Florida and Miami, that Orlando-Tampa shield in recruiting is wide open right now for teams that go in and evaluate it well and uh, take the time to recruit there. So I think there's an opportunity in the state of Florida for Texas moving into the SEC because there's three powers in that state. And it's not, Bobby, it's not like it was when you got into this business and all three were ranked in the top 10 every year and every kid in that state was staying home. Much different. Somebody's telling us to look at Terry Bussey's Twitter. Matt, uh, will you be looking for that uh, while you put up the A&M uh, commit list just so we can look down it uh, real quick and Jerry can give us a hint uh, as to what's going on with these players at this time uh, as well. Let's see what Matt has here for us. So Cam Coleman is already visiting other schools. He's their number one ranked recruit. He's out of Phoenix City uh, Central in Alabama. Terry Bussey. Apparently saying something on Twitter, Jerry will have that soon. Dominic McKinley, uh, Texas fans very aware of the five-star defensive lineman out of Lafayette, so Katie Anna High School. Uh, D'Alen Evans, 
he's an East Texas guy out of Longview. Uh, Matt, go ahead and scroll down. He won't be he won't be decommitting, especially if they keep the, uh, Elijah Robinson, uh, Blake Ivy, uh, offensive line. Recruit. I have some, I have some news there. Okay, uh, what's up? Blake Ivy's definitely uh, uh, shaky with his commitment. He's actually reached out to Texas uh, uh, recently, but here's the deal: he had a shoulder injury midway through the season, had to have surgery. Um, and it was a significant shoulder injury from what I hear. Um, so I don't think Texas is going to make a move there. As, or I wouldn't expect them to as of right now. Gotcha. Asindre Afua, I don't think there's any tie there. Jordan Pride, again, uh, interesting take. I mean, He, 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 picked, he picked Texas A&M over Florida State and Florida. So it'll be interesting to see if the uh, in-state schools bounce back on that one. Colin Eccles, interior offensive lineman. Texas didn't show much interest he's in seen, He's seen as a center. Texas evaluated Eccles as a center. Obviously, they feel like they have the best center in the country. Daniel Cruz committed. Miles Davis is one that we need to keep an eye on here, yeah. Jerry. Uh, young man out of Converse Judson. He reached out and has been reaching out to Texas, but Texas hasn't really put the put the press on. They're more interested in Xavier Philsame yeah. uh, up in McKinney and Wardell Mack down in uh, – River Ridge, John Curtis, Marrero area of New Orleans. Uh, and, and and by the way, some people would say, well, why wouldn't Texas take, try to get Phil Same and uh, Miles Davis? Because they might only want to take one more high school safety with one committed and go to the portal for the other number. Uh, interesting, this uh, Gabe Relford uh, from Evangel Christian. I don't know if Texas really looked at him. Uh, Ashton Funk, uh, an offensive lineman out of Katie Tompkins. Did Texas really look much they at him? They evaluated him, never pushed for him. Okay, got it. Keep going down, Matt, unless that's the end of their recruiting lists. Here we go. There's the Miami one. Smith. There we Ty go. Tyson Smith and Dominic McKinley are the two that Texas would love to get a call from. Um, Tyson Smith is the one that's – he's remained solid to Texas A&M while some buddies of his in that southeast Texas region, Weston Davis, flipped to LSU. Draylon Miller decommitted. Uh, has been leaning to LSU. I'm not sure LSU is going to make a strong push with Draylon Miller. Draylon Miller could be a kid if AM hired the right guy that would end up right back at AM, guys. Yeah. Uh, Eric Kamer, Carner is an out of state tight end. He may not stay because he doesn't know who his coach is going to be. Right. Uh, then again, he may be in, he may not have an, another place to go. We just don't know. Miles O'Neill, the quarterback that Jimbo handpicked out of, uh, out of the Hunt School in Princeton, New Jersey. I don't think he's going to end up an Aggie. Ernest Campbell out of Refurio. Uh, undersized guy that's a speedster, Jordan Lockhart, a linebacker out of Bos St. John Bosco. So if Texas hadn't already made an early move on a Bosco kid, that 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 to, unless his senior film's totally different than his junior film, uh, that's not one you would expect. What about these two Mississippi kids, Tristan Jernigan, a linebacker out of Tupelo, and Anthony Maddox out of Hattiesburg, Oak Grove, another quarterback pick, handpicked by Jimbo. Anthony Maddox going to go back. Those guys are going to go back in the hopper for some. They're not going to go to a quarterback coach that they don't know. Anthony Maddox's uh, little brother is one of the top 2025 D linemen in America, by the way. So that recruitment will get interesting for somebody. Probably doesn't fit with Texas, obviously, with Trey Owens and KJ Lacey committed. But that recruitment will get interesting for somebody because his little brother is a dude on the defensive line. What about Jernigan? No, I mean, Texas has never really recruited Tupelo. No, and I think at linebacker, I think they've been so selective in this class, they would have to peel off of what their original plan's been. That original plan's been a, uh, we'll hang we'll hang around the rim for a Justin Williams committed to Georgia, Ty Anthony Smith, 
uh, committed to Texas A&M, but they really haven't gone anywhere outside of those top two, three guys at linebacker in this class. The two receivers here, Jalen Hornsby out of New Jersey and DeBron Gatling out of Alpharetta, Georgia. Texas wasn't involved in either no, of those recruits. No, they were not. Okay. All right, hey, what, uh, Matt, uh, do you have anything on, or do we have anything on what Terry Bussey said on Twitter at this point? He just point? gave an emoji. He just gave an emoji that I saw there. Yeah, that, that's what's going to be. Well, well I'll tell you what, if I'm 18 years old and my future head coach gets fired, I'm having that emoji. Well, and, and, I'm, and I'm like, what do I do? And especially after you were rumored to be leaning to LSU and they just threw for 6,000 yards in a game. <laughs> well, hey, A&M did pretty good yesterday, but they just fired their coach after a 52 to 10 win. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know what to tell them. I don't I don't know what to tell Aggies. I, uh, I think it's the move that they had to make, though. And I do, Yeah, but I, they should have done it. If they're going to do that, you don't announce it after. I mean, I don't know. As I so I think the interesting thing in college football now, Bobby, is is the early the portal opens December fourth. Your early signing period's December twentieth. Like if you're gonna make a move, you have to make an early move nowadays. To me, I mean, because you have essentially one official visit weekend for high school kids before the signing period. Um, if you wait till the end of the season to fire your coach, right? Um, but it, it's it's such a tough deal to go through a coaching change right now because of the portal dates and the early signing period. Um, but I think, look, I think if AM said we're done, we're done. I kind of I kind of agree with them on pulling the plug now. But I'll say this: if Texas wasn't nine and one, ranked seven in the college football playoff, I don't think there'd be the same sense of urgency. I think that's fair. I, I do believe that that's fair. It, it, it and we we've, we've got a couple questions here. I, I'm having problems pulling up. Uh, the chat questions on topics right now. Uh, one person is like, did Texas being nine and one have any yes. impact on AM's uh, uh, desire to make this move? I think there's no question. Yes, I, I, I think it's a few things, Bobby. Texas nine and one, Oklahoma a little re- doing okay under Brent Venables, both of them moving to the SEC. Brian Kelly. A factor at LSU, he's not falling on his face. He may not have been a good culture fit there necessarily, personality fit, I should say. But he's he that guy's been successful wherever he goes. So the three teams that you really have to recruit against are all ascending. That puts you in a really tough spot. It's interesting because if you think about it, Jerry, and look at it in in our the way we do, uh, I'm thinking about Baylor right now. And you know you want to get rid of Aranda. Yeah. I mean, he's just not been a fit there. Uh, he's not a fit with the AD, in my opinion. The AD made a mistake to to so quickly uh, uh, give him more money. He's, he's It doesn't look like things are getting better. There's no great recruiting class on the come. This doesn't look good right yeah. now, right? Yeah. And so if you're Baylor, why don't you – Either either you're agreeing that you're behind AM and not in the, the big boy league right now, in, in my opinion, of, of getting rid of your coach, you're gonna just let it happen. Yeah. And that's gonna make Baylor become more of a basketball school. And I, I know for a fact that a lot a lot of people that are Baylor fans actually like football a heck of a lot more than basketball, but that may be what they have to do, to be honest. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see where Baylor goes and where Houston goes, because I mean 
look, this is uh, and I'm not mean retain their coach. I'm saying once they have an opening, um, because look, GJ Kenny beat Baylor, but you know he could end up the season six and six in year one at at, at Texas State. It's not a given that he's going to go run off uh, a record like a Jeff Trailer did at UTSA, right? Um, so I, I think that's what's interesting. I think my my common sense tells me. If Baylor made a uh, made a move, Jeff Trailer would be their number one. But is he going to be available? And if Arkansas made a move, I can for sure tell you Jeff Trailer would be their number one because of his relationship with the AD at Arkansas. But he ain't taking that job. No, he's not. He's not. He wouldn't take that job. He, I, I believe he'd take Baylor before Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas is a tough job now with Texas and OU moving to the SEC. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how things uh, uh, shake out here. Um, for uh, uh, for Baylor and Houston, they're really going to have to evaluate this job really well. Could, Bobby, the interesting thing is everybody thinks that Leipold will end up at Michigan State. I, If I'm Baylor, I go make a real run at a Lance Leipold, and I just keep saying, hey, man, when you took the Kansas job, your press conference was your – you said your wife did not want to go back north because she's been in cold weather her whole life. If I'm I, Baylor, I'd hire Kleiman. run at Lance Leipold. I would hire Kleiman before I hired Leipold. One of those two guys. If I I, I would hire – if I'm Baylor, that I'm headed that direction. Yeah. I, a couple other things. Uh, Justin Yarbrough did have this, and I want to read this. Who would be the best hire from a, for A&M from a Longhorn point of view? Lane Kiffin. <laughs> um, hey, because I, the rivalry, rivalry would be awesome with Kiffin and Sark. I think Urban Meyer would be the best because I think he's going to fall flat on his face. <laughs> I, I do. I think he's his group has uh, has, has left him behind. So I, I'm going to go with Urban Meyer at this point. Um, hey, this one from Juan. Texas is just going to wait and pounce. It's going to be fun, guys. I can tell you this much. I mean, Texas coaches absolutely are aware of the Texas A&M roster. Yeah. There's no, they, they know that roster very well, even though they don't play in the same league or play that team because so many of them, I mean, Jerry just mentioned Evan Stewart was once committed to Texas. Texas went to the wire with Bryce Anderson, Jacoby Matthews, uh, a half dozen others uh, on that team as well. So they're very, very interested. Uh, They would be very, very interested in a number of those players. We'll just have to wait and see if they actually do put their name in the portal. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing. I mean, that's the thing right there, Bobby is, is everybody assumes all these guys are just going to jump ship and make the move. I think they're going to wait and see who's hired, a lot of them. Now, the guys who are going to leave already, that were already playing in the leave, they're probably out the door, right? But you also have NIL contracts, right, Bob? That's the day and age we're in. I mean, so um, these guys, I think there's going to be a wait-and-see approach with some of these kids. Because, look, you have a lot of these kids who are sophomores and they have one year before the NFL draft. Are they? Some of them may not want to shake it up if there's somebody's hired they like, because here's the reality too in the NIL day and age, these players have a lot of leverage at A&M right now, because if A&M makes a hire, then those guys are in a great leverage position. They could say, "I, you know, maybe I'll stay, maybe I'll go." Well, do you want me to stay? That's where we're at in college football now. I don't think kids are necessarily just going to jump unless they're already gone. Hey, a lot of people are asking about this one name, Jerry, uh, about Dion at A&M. What do you think of that one? I mean, I, I mean, 
<laughs> no. <laughs> You, you, you sure? Yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. I will say this. I, I will say this about Dion. He's he has been. I mean, you can say what you want, but he's he's a little bit of a mess. Uh, restructured the roster. If he didn't have his son at quarterback right now, they'd yeah. be zero and twelve. Yeah. That he is. I mean, you make Travis Hunter's a tremendous player. Tremendous player. Okay. He's not winning games by himself. If they don't have that quarterback, uh, I don't know what their record is, and they're not going to have a quarterback like him, in my opinion, uh, especially not next year if his son does take some money. Uh, this is the Kabir Hussein question. Do they any shot they go after Deion Sanders? I don't think that's it. I think they may interview him or may say they've talked to him. Although the, the difference between college football and uh, pro football is the – the hiring process is so much murkier. Yeah. If that makes sense. I, you know, you have to say who you're actually interviewing at some level in pro football. Whereas in college football, you, you may have 12 re board of regents in a school. Half of them may be going for one guy and another half the other. And they're all talking to the same or different guys and not telling one another. That's until right. They present their case to the chair. Um, I've seen that happen before. It, it's a, uh, it can be a, a real quandary, I guess, is the best way to put it. Yeah, uh, yeah. absolutely. I, I just I don't think Dion. Look, I don't think that's this is the time for AM with Dion Sanders. I just don't. I mean, he'd be he'd be a moneymaker now. I mean, what he's done for Colorado. Uh, maybe 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 hire him and you make up all that money. You just pay Jimbo in five games. But uh, um, I, I just don't think that's where Texas AM will head with this. I think Mike Elko is was popular with the right people at Texas A&M when he was there. He's had success at Duke. I think he's getting a real serious look right now. I think Jeff Trailer's getting a real serious look right now for reasons we mentioned earlier. The whole te an entire Texas high school coaching community would be behind that hire, um, and that has some power. Um, and, and not that you can just recruit Texas, but that's a great starting place to have an entire high school community behind the guy is that's your coach. Um, and then I, I will say this. I will say this. I bet Elko would be more amenable to meddling hands than Jeff Trailer. And what I mean by that is, hey, uh, Mike, we need to keep these three assistants. Yeah. Mike, we need to keep this off the field recruiting guy. And that's really been good. Jeff Trailer may be, eh. That's right. Well, that, and to your point, Elijah Robinson worked under Elko. TJ Rushing worked under Elko. DJ Durkin replaced Elko. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so there's, there's some familiarity. There's a smoother fit to maybe keep kids from jumping in the portal that were recruited by Elko in part at Texas A. It's a good point, Bobby. Yeah, uh, look, look at that kind of stuff. And you know, I mean, Jeff Trailer's not going to be unreasonable for the Texas A&M job. But at the same time, he's going to want autonomy. You know, they gave they gave Jimbo Fisher a level of autonomy and, and they may be shy about giving a coach autonomy anymore when you write a seventy six million dollar check yeah. uh, to, to uh, buy somebody out. All right. Uh, that Jerry, uh, that's going to do it for today. I think we've answered everybody's questions as much as possible. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Uh, we'll be back with grading the horns later today. We also have our Longhorn live stream tonight. This will be a fun one tonight. Oh, boy. I can't wait to see what Rod has to say. <laughs> Uh, Rod and I, 
it's going to be crazy. Uh, Seven o'clock tonight for another Longhorn live stream. Uh, we'll have grading the horns here in a couple hours. Jerry and I have yet to record that. We got to do that after this. Uh, but thanks for stopping in. Big news out of College Station, and it may very well affect the Longhorns when it yep. comes to recruiting, as well as other big news. Uh, Florida continuing to get walloped does not help them uh, on the recruiting trail either. All right. For Jerry Hamilton, I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks to Adam Lowy for this sponsorship. Uh, this has been the special edition of the Longhorn Livestream. Hook them. <laughs>